Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Llewellyn, do I sound funny to you at all? Maybe? A little bit? A little bit? I mean, you sound quieter than normal. Um, My voice is cracking horribly. It's a good thing I'm leading this episode, then. I had that exact same thought. Um, I... I have said on this podcast that I have recently taken up watching the sport of hockey. Oh, no. (laughs) I can see where this is going. So far in January alone, um, I have gone to three games. And last night was a game that we, we had to fight to win it like the other two games were like so you just got extra rowdy yes it was like the first game we went to it was like six to two I mean we just kept scoring and kept scoring it was so fun then the next game I think was like three to one and like we were ahead the whole time or like even but this game was I mean it was hard to watch because we weren't handling the puck very well. We we kept, like, hitting it to the other team. The other team was on us the entire time. And we kept – we had, like, so many shots on goals that we did not make. And it was, like, obnoxiously over the amount that the other team did shots on goal. The other team scored first in the first period – then in the second period, we finally tied it, like, near the end of the second period. And then we we scored, like, a second goal at the top of the third. And then we miraculously somehow managed to defend and not allow them to score again. But it was, it was, it was hard to watch. So I screamed a little bit too much, and my voice has suffered all day because of it. But I love it. Um, you know what I did? You're going to find this funny. What? I think. I, I think what I'm going to do is, I think I'm just going to start buying. I need to like freshen up like my, my dating profiles because I mean, it's (laughs) no surprise. Pictures of you at a hockey game on there. No, no. Hold on. It's no surprise that me and you have. It's not even a love-hate relationship. It's just a hate relationship with online dating. Got it. I get that. Just straight up. But I also, like, realize that unless I'm doing new things, I'm not going to meet, like, new people or new groups of people. So I was like, I should just start buying two tickets and then throwing it on my profile to be like, if you want to go to the game with me on Tuesday, hit me up. And then just oh, like wow. because the because I'm getting the tickets really cheap, uh, you know I've to seen just like, I've seen things like that on people's like profiles. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, I have not. I mean, it's not okay, like it's... I have two tickets, but like I think it's like a prompt or something that says like I don't even know what it says. Uh, like go to the game with me or whatever. Yeah, like if we could like choose a game and let's go, and then they like post a couple different games. Okay, yes, I'm practically doing that on, I'm practically doing that because here's the thing, going to a game, one, I can meet them there. They don't have to pick me up. I can meet you outside the venue. Number two, 
on certain games, I can find tickets really cheap. So even if I pay for myself, I'm not like spending a ton of money. Um, number three, it's a sports game. Like the majority of guys are at least going to be remotely interested in a sports game, whether they're a hockey fan or not. Like it's just a fun environment that like you also, if you, if there's like a lull in conversation, you, you like one have the hockey game to watch, but even in between the periods, like during intermissions, it's only 20 minutes. There usually, there's usually a band playing and like people are like up and around and moving and like, so you won't get bored And it's like something that's fun. So I'm like, why wouldn't I just present that as an option? Like, let's go to a Preds game. So I don't know. I just, all I know is that I'm obsessed. And I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm doing it really well. And you've (laughs) apparently lost your voice. And I have lost my voice On the way to lose your voice. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that by tomorrow it'll be back just... I mean, I went hard, but like, I didn't go that hard, but, and it's like the end of the day. So I've been using it all day. So, and now we're about to podcast. So thank the good Lord that you are leading. (laughs) Yes. So in light of that, since I've taken up the first five minutes, why don't you just go ahead and get us into it? And there's not a lot of trivia either. So like you have like full reign. I mean, go for it. Awesome. All right. So this week we watched season six. That's what we're on, right? We are yes. season six. <laughs> wow. Season six, episode four, um, titled The One Where Joey Loses His Insurance. This Oof. was written by Andrew Reek and Ted Cohen, directed by Gary Halverson, and originally aired on October 14, 1999. Joey gets a hernia just as he learns his health insurance has last, lapsed. That's a weird word. La- lapsed. There it is. When a psychic predicts she'll die within a week, Phoebe plans to make the most of her final days. Mm-hmm. I laughed a lot in this episode. <clears throat> I laughed a lot. A lot. That's good. Okay. So we open in the apartment to most of the gang packing Rachel's things. Um, we find out Rachel only has one kitchen item, which is like a, <laughs> a can opener. Bottle opener. Yeah, it's like a ma- magnetic Yeah, but it's also opener. a magnet. Um, and Ross makes a bad joke saying that with that can opener slash magnet, she completes him because he doesn't have mm. that. But in the way he says it, it's just awkward. And so Phoebe, <laughs> Phoebe walks over and points out that Ross is hoping Rachel will slowly fall in love with him and then suddenly not be upset when she finds out that they're still married. Um, but in like, I love how she like called him out with like a glare. Oh, for she like comes around the corner and she's just glaring him down. And then he has to like go into like a piratey voice or something to like offset. But like the fact that he's like, you would say you, one would think that like you complete me. And then he just gets demolished by a glare. Yeah. Um, but in like a weird twist of events, Ross turns it around on Phoebe and, tries to like pull this oh well you're so involved in this that you must be the one that's in love with rachel not me and phoebe's like it's so bad it's so it's so petty but like also very ross um oh i love it 
I loved that part. I was like, wow, Ross, good for you. Yeah. Also, I loved Phoebe's shirt. It was very Valentine's-y, which is perfect because Valentine's is like coming up in real time now. And it, um, but it was full of keys. The print on it was keys, mm. which is just like an interesting, Sounds I don't know, like an interesting choice Phoebe. for Phoebe. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ross takes a phone call or answers a phone call, and we quickly see Monica tell Rachel that the candlesticks that Rachel has already packed are, in fact, Monica's. But Rachel disagrees, and as she's walking away, Monica calls her a liar behind her back and then just stuffs them in a drawer underneath the TV. But that will be continued. That feud still hangs on. Um, Ross hangs up the phone and we find out it's the head of paleontology department at N-O-Y-A-U, <laughs> as he likes to say. Um, and he loved his published paper and I had to re-listen to this so I could get it correctly on sediment flow rate mm. because that's what Ross does. Um, yes. and has asked him to be a guest lecturer. So Ross loves this idea, and he's hopeful it's going to lead to a full-time job as a professor at NYU. And he tells the picture or the friends to picture the name professor on the side of his mailbox. And at this mm. moment, Phoebe decides to chime in and be like, oh, so it'll say professor and missus? And Rachel <laughs> is like, missus, did you get married again? And Phoebe just boldly claims that the annulment did not, in fact, happen. Like, you guys are still married. That and, was so shocking. Oh, it was so shocking. Like, Rachel's face was perfect. Ross was, like, mortified. And, like, she waits, like, just the right amount of time before yeah. she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And obviously she's not kidding, but um, she pacifies Rachel in that moment. And I think, it, I think the funniest part to me, though, was um, right before they, like, cut to the intro – she turns to him and she's like, man, I saved your butt there, even though she was the one that brought it up. Yeah, the fact that, like, how much worse is it going to be for Rachel now that she has been joked with once and then, like, when she finds out? You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's yeah. really bad. Like, really bad form. Also, I loved Ross's um, button-up. That, like, kind of blue-green plaid situation yeah that's probably my favorite plaid combination like i love blue, i love that shirt green. on him yeah yeah it looked really good yeah and ross was panicking yeah, also for sure <laughs> he was like excited and then panicked panicked um, yeah okay so we go into the main part of the episode and we're in the cafe and phoebe enters just after coming from her psychic who has predicted that she will die sometime this week um, and all the friends are like pressing her, like, you can't believe that she's not being true, but she's persuaded because this lady apparently also predicted that she'd have triplets, even though she said one of them would probably be black, which wasn't true. Um, yeah. But Phoebe claims that and she's... also not possible. Right. Right. <laughs> um, Phoebe claims that she needs to start living. And the first thing she does is pick up a car magazine. Mm. which is living on edge living the life yo yeah (laughs) also i could very much tell about phoebe's wig this time Mm, now that i was like looking for it i was like 
I was like, oh, dang, that is definitely a wig. Yeah. I feel like when they give her, like, bangs, it hides the fact that it's a wig more. But when, yes. like, they took the bangs away, it just, like, made it definitely feel like a wig. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so Ross enters, wanting to practice his lecture on the friends. And everybody kind of, like, does this pause at first to see, like, who is going to speak up first. But nobody does. So eventually they all just agree to listen. Yeah, he's like, you want to hear? And they're like... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nothing. Very awkward. Um, so he begins to read. And he's staring at his note cards. Reading oh. note for note in this monotone voice. And he never looks up. Oh, the cadence is horrible. So terrible. So Joey calls him out and asks him if there's naked chicks on the card. And Ross is like, no. Um, but basically, Joey's just telling him, like, dude, you got to look up. So Ross takes this quite literally and begins reading again in a in a better voice than he had. But he reads like two or three words and then he stares at somebody like awkwardly stares at them and does this with all the friends. And it's so awkward, but also like so hilarious at the same time. Um, it's the shifty eyes <laughs> like the fact that he's doing it so fast because he's trying to still keep the cadence the same like he's still trying to read and it's as if he doesn't know what his cue cards say like they're supposed to be I know. cue cards not like the actual script for what you're saying yeah it's not a transcript right yeah it's just like oh now this point here's right. the point i'm making and i know what to say about this point right yeah it's pretty it's it's bad. It's very bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, so Chandler suggests that he tells he opens the joke. Rachel says he needs visual aids, and Joey again wants naked chicks. So Ross gets upset, and he basically tells his friends, like, you guys just don't really seem to care, and leaves. And that's the end of that scene. Um, so then we go upstairs to the guy's apartment, and Chandler enters with the mail and he reads Joey a letter that he got from the Screen Actors Guild stating that his insurance has la has run I'm not gonna try that again, has run out <laughs> due to him not working enough last year. Um and this is very upsetting to Joey and he points out like I can't do things like get hit by a bus or catch on fire. Um which Chandler's confused by, naturally. And so he says he's gonna go see Estelle about getting some kind of job so that he can get his insurance back. And Chandler reminds him, like, make sure you look both ways when you're crossing the street. And Joey's, like, irritated and laughs, like, sarcastically, turns around and physically runs into the door on his way out. Okay, so a couple things from the scene that I noticed. There, on the Magna Doodle, there was um, an image of two exotic fish with, like, a snail in the water, um, which doesn't change throughout the episode. So that is like, that is what it is. Then, um, I don't know if us, like, I don't know if it's like a nineties babies thing or something, but there was the, um, string game, the like hand string game. Oh yeah. Um, Cats in the Cradle. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was like, if you were in elementary and you could play that game and you could play that well, like very popular, um, that you could do Cats in the Cradle, Eiffel Tower, Walk the uh, Walk the Dog was more of a yo-yo thing. But regardless, there was multiple formations that you could make with your hands. You could get your friends involved to make other formations. 
Um, that was like definitely the highlight of like elementary years. Um, so that was like a really cool throwback to see that he was like playing it by himself, which is funny because like with that game, you have to have like a second person to like pinch the things, bring it around, like all that. And then another random thing that I've never noticed before is while you're looking at Chandler and Joey and like the camera's looking at the backsplash of the kitchen, there is like a big toy squid like just sitting or resting over the plug-in like where the microwave is plugged in and I I just thought it like it really stuck out because I've never seen it there before was it it like a plug cover or is it just like a plush squid it wasn't even plush it was like a plastic toy squid and the way that it was resting over the plug it wasn't it was just like resting it I don't I don't know if it was like nailed into the wall huh, or weird. or like be, being sat on top of like the top of the plug where it like meets with the wall. I was so confused because I've never seen it before. But so if you guys are watching like at that time, just take note that there is a, a red squid, like a reddish orange squid like that you can clearly see in between like Joey and Chandler as they're talking in the kitchen. Nice. Nice catch. Thanks. All right. So then we head over to the apartment and Phoebe comes in exhausted from having to wait for her death. Um, and she like fakes her death like mid sentence with Rachel. And Rachel's like, are you right? Like, are you OK? And she's like, oh, I was just I was just like making sure that you knew what to do if I just happened to go in the middle of a sentence. Um, and so Rachel still confused is like, you just want to like lie down for a while. And she's like, yeah, I think I will. So she goes in to lie down in Rachel's room and well, and she says, yeah, wake me up if you can. Yeah. Yeah, She gave her like a timeline. I I lost it. It was so funny. She's like, you know, if you can, (laughs) because she's expecting to die. So funny. Um, so Rachel is back to packing and she opens the drawer on the, like under the TV only to find the candlesticks that she had already packed, but Monica had Oof. hidden there. And yes. Monica is walking in at this moment. And she makes a comment that she just loved them so much that she went mm. out and bought her own. But as yeah. Monica turns to walk away, Rachel does not believe that and proceeds to repack them. <laughs> um, and then Ross comes in after his lecture, which he informs us went really well. And Mm -hmm. there was no jokes, no naked chicks. He just did it on his own. And so Rachel apologizes that none of them were supportive. Um, And Ross is like, yeah, like I have proved you guys wrong in that I was able to let the material speak for itself. And I didn't have to try to be funny or sexy. And he's like, and now I'm going to go tell Joey and and Chandler that. And Monica confirms with him and says, what, that you're not funny or sexy? And he's like, yep. It was good. It was it was good. Which is just like I, I feel like anytime Ross is like on a tangent and like on something, like a a point he's trying to make, like he doesn't care what anybody else says. He just does it. Yeah, like you're not gonna talk Ross out. Like you're not gonna bring to his attention, right? Of what like what you're like you realize what you're saying, right, Ross? Like because you're right, he's such on a tangent. Like you're not gonna bring like realism into the conversation because he's like he's got a point to prove yeah so then we head to estelle's office for a quick scene and joey comes in and she 
acts as <laughs> if he's this long lost um like prodigal son yeah like of. he's returned like you left me and then you just came back because you realize what they you all missed. come back um and he reminds her that he has actually not left <laughs> and begs for so work funny. because he doesn't have insurance anymore so she is like clearly oh no i messed up and she's like well we got to start with uh cleaning up some messes and do some damage control and he's like why why she's like, because somebody aka her has been yeah. bad mouthing you all around town and joey has no idea that it's her and he's like who would do such a thing and the fact that like so what we can surmise is that the whole reason he doesn't have insurance is because he isn't getting jobs and the reason he isn't getting jobs is because estelle hasn't been pitching him right and because she hasn't been like advocating for him yeah because she was like under the impression that he like went to a different agent <laughs> like yeah. it's all estelle's fault like it's all right. her fault um i also love her um like the cigarette display did you see where it like each individual cigarette last time too okay yeah it's like stuck in something it makes it look like a like like a floor, like a flower or something, yeah. the way it like just juts out in the middle of, like it's not even something that you like pull out to retrieve one. It's just a, on display. Like every cigarette is just on display. It's yeah. funny. Okay, then we pop back to the guy's apartment and Chandler walks into Joey laying on the floor <laughs> next to a set of dumbbells, like clutching his side. This had me rolling. This was so funny. Um, and through a strained voice, Joey mentions that Estelle has lined up some auditions for him the next day. And mm -hmm. Chandler is just looks, looking at him confused. And he's like, shouldn't you be like on the toilet right <laughs> toilet? now? Because he's like, he's got his legs up and he's like straining. So and it's just so awkward of a position. Um, <laughs> but Joey goes on to describe like the shooting pain he has, the fact that he passed out, like all oh, these gosh. like things and Chandler looks at him and he's like you need to go to the hospital right now because you just described a hernia mm -hmm. um, and Joey's like I can't go like I don't have insurance um, and so and I think he like pushes it back in at this point um, but he's oh no no that's not the point he pushes it back in he tells him he's like no I'm not going to go to the doctor but I would go to the doctor for something that's sticking out like this and he turns and he opens his like because it's kind of down mm -hmm. by his privates um and he shows chandler and he's just like mortified because apparently it doesn't look good yeah because essentially it's like jutting out yeah where it's broken like where your intestines have broken through which sounds horrible sounds so first painful. of all you've never had one have you no no me neither but i know somebody who has our age oh really oh gosh man i just I don't even know. I yeah, don't even know. I don't even ever want one. Um, okay. Then we head to NYU. And Monica and Rachel yes. have arrived to catch the last portion of Ross's lecture to just support him. Um, also, side note, they both looked really good in those blazers. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I just really wanted both of them. Um, so they enter the class. And we find out that Ross is lecturing in a British <laughs> accent. And the girls are mortified. 
they cannot believe they cannot what believe they just it. stepped into. Yeah. So Ross spots them and he explains that he was so nervous before giving his first lecture that when he opened his mouth, this accent just came out. And Rachel wasted I, no time telling him how terrible oh, yeah. it was. I love how he goes, bloody hell, like <laughs> right as he sees yeah. them. And then also, did you also get like, yes, it's clear that he's trying to do a British accent, but there's some like notes of Australian in there too. Did you yeah. pick up on that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a terrible accent all around. It was, it was horrible. Which probably yeah. like added to the effect, like <laughs> probably on purpose. Like, bloody hell <laughs> yeah it's so funny it's so funny uh so a professor in the department approaches oh, him gets worse and the girls and asks to speak with him after and he gives some bogus excuse that he's having lunch with his sister who pops out <laughs> with an irish accent monica get out <laughs> it was so- i was dying I through this scene so he pulls her, he pulls her aside and like basically asks her like, what are you doing? And he's like, she's like, oh, you can have an accent, but I can't. <laughs> um, the fact that a brother sister would have two completely, completely. distinctive and extreme accents yes. is so funny to me that I, they didn't even, no one, like Ross was like, you didn't even think that maybe, maybe you should have the same accent as I do since you're my sister. Like. The fact that they didn't even bring it up was also hilarious to yeah. me. It was so yeah. good. Um, and then oh, and Rachel, they turn. They t- <laughs> this one got me the most. They turn around <laughs> to go back to the professor, only to hear Rachel talking in an Indian accent. Oh my god! It was so. Oh my god! I rewound it like three times, <laughs> and I was cracking up. This is it's for sure my such... favorite scene absolutely it's such a good scene it's so good that rachel would hop on it as well i think that's so funny and she did like everything like all the way down to like she like scratched her chin or something like, she's like rubbing her beard she you was know like kind of that, like yeah oh it was, it was so, hilarious so well written well done like brilliant comedy brilliant yeah. comedy so then we head over to the cafe and joey who's looking a lot like the hunchback struggles <laughs> to carry two cups of coffee from the counter to the couch. And as soon as you've he seen sits, the blooper reel for the scene, right on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. It's if you, if, if you guys out there have not seen this blooper reel, it is the funniest blooper reel because he's struggling so hard to get through the scene with all of those grunting noises. And Matthew Perry just like, can't even take it. Yeah. Um, so he sits down, and right as he sits, Chandler just like deadpans, Will you grab me a cruller? And Joey just like gives him this look of like mortification, like, No, absolutely not. Um, and then Chandler's like, Dude, just you just need to go to the hospital. Like, if I give you the money, will you just go? And Joey adamantly declines because he doesn't want that hanging over him. And he says, look, I'll just wait until I go to these auditions. I get my insurance kicked back in. He's like, then I'm just going to have all the free surgeries that come. Yeah. And he's like, and maybe I'll start with like laser eye surgery. Yeah. For the, you know, glasses he doesn't wear. Um, That's so true. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he could wear contacts. We never know. But yeah. So Phoebe comes in and asks what's wrong with Joey. Chandler tells her tells her about the hernia. Um, and Joey's just like claiming it's really not that bad. So he just pushes it in, um, which I'm, ass- I'm assuming helps with the pain a little bit, but it's not. It's just a temporary fix. Yeah. Um, rather excitedly on the other side, Phoebe states that maybe he will die and they can go together. And she is ecstatic about this. But Joey just looks at Chandler and says, I'm scared. Um, <laughs> but Phoebe reassures him by telling him, like, look, we can come back and haunt all of the friends. Mm-hmm. But he's still not feeling that. Yeah, a couple things in this, a um, couple of, like, lines that I thought were great was he's like, it's darker and more painful. That means it's healing. <laughs> like, like, you know how, like, when you're, like, watching a bruise heal or something, it's like, oh, like, when it turns yellow, you know that it's healing. It was almost like Joey was getting that wrong, but he was like, look, it turned darker and it's more painful. That means it's healing. He's, like, trying to pacify yeah. Chandler. And then Chandler, when he responds about Phoebe... Um, asking about it he's like yeah nothing laser eye surgery won't fix <laughs> when it has to do with the hernia I just think that like Chandler's one-liners in this episode like it was a total win across the board like he yeah, I mean that's like all it got, was though. good it's true but what he did get were like mwah, perfection okay so then we have over to the auditions um and there's three auditions yes. that he goes to it starts with Wait, what about the phase it out? Remember the girls give the advice? I don't think we've... Oh, yep. I skipped right over it. That's okay. You're correct. Okay. That's what I'm here for. We're at the apartment, I'm your co-pilot. Actually. I got you. Put a pause on the auditions. We're going yes. to the apartment. Yes. Um, Monica and Rachel are still fighting over who gets to keep the candlesticks, but eventually they realize that neither one of them actually use them, so maybe each of them just take one. And that settled the debate. Um, Ross comes in begging for their help because he realizes at this moment that he should not have used a British ac- British accent. And the mm-hmm. girls tell him to phase it out and make it seem like he's just adjusting to America. Um, and Rachel concludes by saying that people won't even notice because they probably aren't even listening to him, which mm-hmm. he then experiences firsthand when he asks Monica her opinion on the phasing out. And she gives him some like off the wall answer about his clothes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like phase it out is good advice. You just have to do it over a longer time period. Oh yeah, and he came on like with that accent months, <laughs> like like over the course of the whole class, right? And it takes skill. It takes just as much skill to phase out and like phase between accents than it does to like completely fake one, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, back to the audition. Um, the first one, Joey is playing a father figure, we would assume, and he's giving a little boy a surprise, which we find out later is a swing set. But because of his hernia, he's playing the character a bit on the creepy side, and he's got mm. this like strained, strained voice type thing going on, and he's holding his side. Um, and so the audition lady asks him, like, hey, can you, like, just lighten up a bit? Like, the surprise is a swing set. Like, you want to be excited. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Just give me a second. And so he turns 
and he puts his hand in his pants just enough to like push the hernia in even farther. Um, but when he turns back around to the kid, his hand is still in his pants. And then he gives the line again in the strained voice and the lady is mortified and it just like further cements the like creepy pedophile vibe that he's giving off and he mm-hmm. realizes like what he did so that he quickly pulls his hand out of his pants yeah so yeah it's bad yeah um and then we head to the next audition and find out he has to pick up a big bag of dog food which he obviously can't do right now and so he's like asking this lady like begging this lady can i just like point to the dog food like do i really need to pick it up and she's like no the whole point is that you pick up the food and he's like yeah that's that's not happening um and he eventually leaves and it's like i didn't get the job did i and she's like yeah no, that's definite no <laughs> yeah um and then the last audition he enters like kind of downtrodden like you know all these are failing because he's just not feeling up to it and he uh, tells the guy like look i'm here to play man and he's like oh you mean dying man and that makes Mm. him perk up because that is a scene that he can definitely do it's like the perfect break for joey in this situation yeah Yeah. um so then we go back to the apartment really quick and we find monica and rachel prank calling ross using fake accents um (laughs) it was really quick but it was really funny it was funny. Um, and, he, and he deserved it. Yes, and for sure. And it was hilarious. Yeah. And then Phoebe also comes in and lets us know that the reading that her psychic gave her was wrong because the psychic is now dead. And they were kind of like, "What? wait, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, it's fine. It just means that she read the cards for her and not for me. <laughs> yeah. Which is terrible. But so Phoebe. Um, anything else in that? scene there really wasn't a lot no there wasn't all right cool um so then we head to the studio where joey is shooting this show and we find chandler helping him on to set um which joey is very thankful for and he's introduced to a kid who is going to be playing his son in this scene that he's dying Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and he like quickly points out to the director that his hands are not in his pants yeah (laughs) yikes um the director's very confused but it was hilarious um and then the director looks at the kid and tells him look you have one job as soon as joey delivers his line all you have to do is cry and the kid's like all right cool i got this 36 takes later chandler steps in shows the kid joey's hernia and the floodgates open so it took Mm -hmm. this kid 36 times to just simply act as if he's crying. And it's like, go figure, like, the one time that, like, this is Joey's, like, perfect role for him. He's acing it because he's method acting because he doesn't even have to method it because it's happening in real time. And it's the kid now that's the issue. Like, Joey's one final, like, he's not the problem. Right. And it's still going bad (laughs) is such a bummer for Joey. Yeah. Um, then we pop back over to, or actually Ross and now Rachel's apartment. Um, and she's unpacking the phone rings and we find out it's the divorce, divorce lawyer who, and he's asking for Ross who's not there. And he's assuming that Ross is keeping the marriage because he hasn't heard back from him. And at first Rachel's kind of confused, but then she quickly realizes which marriage he's referring to. 
Oh, and is very my upset. Gosh. Can you imagine learning that news from a phone call? I know. It's almost like modern day, like texting. Like if somebody were to just text you, like, hey, by the way, we didn't get the annulment. It's, it, I mean, that's devastating Ugh. news for Rachel. Yes. It's horrible. Yes. So then we cut back to NYU and Ross is giving another lecture and he's doing like an internal monologue and he's like, all right, remember, phase it out, phase it out. So his version of like phasing out is not what you would imagine it would be. He's thinking he could phase the accent out in one lecture. So he goes from kind of being British to like speaking a couple words in American Mm -hmm. and then like back to British. And then I'm sure there's some other languages in there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But in in the moment where I didn't think that his accent could get any worse, it got ten times worse. Um, until the class finally catches on and is like, "What the he- what the heck is going on?" So he just comes clean. He's like, "Look, I was nervous. I really want you guys to like me because I really want a job here. I'm actually American. Can we just like, can we just start over?" Yeah. And it's right at this moment, and so all the kids like he asks if anybody has a question, and all of them <laughs> raise their hand. It's and none he, about paleontology. Right. And he rephrases it like, is it about paleontology? And none of them oh, let their hand up. Yeah. So he seems to have redeemed himself in this moment. Like, they don't care at this moment. And then in storms Rachel, like, mm-hmm. bangs the door, everything, like, dramatic entrance, yelling about still being his wife. So Ross is mortified. Like, just, like, deer in the headlights look. And he's so screwed. Yeah. yeah. And what does he do? He decides to <laughs> fake an Irish accent at this point. So, <laughs> so stupid. Oh, it's bad. But very Ross. Yes. All right. Anything else about the episode before we get to the tag? Um, a couple quick goofs. The boom mic is visible in the shot of Ross lecturing in class. And then when Monica and Rachel are fighting over the candle holders, the holders change positions between shots. First, the bottom parts are towards Rachel. And then in the next dot, uh, the next shot, they're towards Monica. So, but that's really it. I mean, there, there really wasn't a lot this episode. Cool. There's a lot of like cutting back and forth. Like there were a lot of different scenes, Mm -hmm. which was just a lot. Um, but in the tag, we're back in the guy's apartment, and Joey has a helmet on, and he is celebrating the fact that he got his health insurance back by having all the friends hit his helmet with random objects, which is a very yeah. guy thing to do, I feel like. Yeah, I feel so. Yeah. And then, like, the fact that they all just chimed in, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's the episode. Oh, that's it. One episode. <clears throat> Yeah, so I think we already said what our favorite scene was. Yeah, definitely the lecture the scene, the first one with the accents, all three of them. Hilarious. I will give I will give an honorable mention to Chandler's one-liners. Like, shouldn't you be on a toilet right now? Like, it felt <laughs> it was so perfectly timed and so, so good. good. Yeah. I just had to. So, all right, what about um, episode rating? You know, I laughed a lot. I I laughed a lot in this episode. I didn't really love the Phoebe the Phoebe storyline at all but I did love how she tied into the Ross storyline of like still holding that over his head and then even letting the real news slip and then the fact that Rachel found out in this episode 
And then um, I didn't really care for Joey's situation, but like overall, there was a lot of funny laughs. So I think I'm going to give it a seven, seven, seven plus a tag. I didn't think you were going to go there. Plus a tag. So it's, yeah, I thought it was, it was a funny episode. Yeah, I think I'm going to go one step below. So how you doing, but not with a tag. Um, Mm -hmm. For basically the same reasons. Like the storylines I could have done without, but I think it was, it was hilarious. Chandler had the, even though he was barely in the episode, he had the moments he was there. He like was there. Um, And it was, it made me laugh a lot, which was good. Okay. I just now realized I don't have trivia on me. Let me get it. I will say that our Instagram reel is still going strong. Um, for those of you wondering, <laughs> which I know you don't care, we're at 52,000 views. <laughs> which is a lot for us. All right. Are we ready for a post-show wrap-up? Yeah, trivia time. Lay it cool. on me. What was the name of the police officer <clears throat> Phoebe dated? Gary. Gary. Oh, these are both about Phoebe. Name uh-huh. one of Phoebe's triplets. Chandler. Chandler. <laughs> and Frank Jr. Jr. And Leslie is the third one. Leslie. That's right. Those nice. were good. Like how we got two Those trivia and Phoebe. Look at us. Um, okay. Social media spotlight. Um, uh, Manang, thanks for continually, um, connecting with us. We really appreciate it. Um, we sent a lot of stuff to some of our fellow friends, fans accounts on Instagram. Um, our friend, our friend Grace online, she said, some of the things that haven't been unpacked or wait, 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 wait. She said, um, okay. She said, I'm listening to your most recent podcast and I'm definitely not an instant unpacker. Remember how we were trying to like figure out between the two of us. She said, I've been living at my current place for 10 months and there are still things that I either haven't unpacked yet or just recently unpacked. Um, and I said, same girl, same. <laughs> and I've been in my place for two years. She said, some of the things that haven't been unpacked have moved around with me untouched for almost more than three years, like from the very first time I've moved out. And I feel that so deeply. I I did that in like my first place. Do you um, feel like where heard? I moved? I definitely feel seen for sure. Heard <laughs> seen. Um, I will say that I do that less now because um, – Like her at one point, I realized like, okay, I moved from Michigan to Oklahoma, back to Michigan into two places. So two different locations. And I have carried this stuff around me and haven't unpacked it. So I ended up like purging a bunch of stuff. That was the first time I started like really purging. So Grace, if you're out there listening, I really recommend that you purge stuff. The more that you do it the less sacred things will become and you'll be able to purge them even more. Um, If you haven't touched it, you probably don't need it and you could always buy it later. And I know that's hard, especially when 
I mean, I remember when I was young, I was like, but I can't afford to buy it again. <laughs> but trust me, by the time that stuff circles back, it will either be out of style anyways, or you'll have like a different preference, like rid yourself of the emotional weight and get rid of it. Um, we also heard from, um, a new friend, um, Instagram handle, I'm going to try and guess, um, Aradhya, ha, mm, I'm sorry, uh, but I love that you have a cookie emoji as part of your name on your Instagram, love that, um, they said, hi, I just wanted to say that I've been listening to your podcast for the past few months, and I love it so much, I'm a huge Friends fan, and your podcast is incredible, I usually listen to it while driving or doing homework, sometimes while sketching too, by the way, oh, Llewellyn, by the way, I'm in love with Llewellyn's voice. Love that. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but thank you. Feel loved and appreciated. Um, I can also, honestly it was my say friend. I've never heard that, so um, thank you. Just receive it. Just receive it from our new friend. Um, she said, also, it was my friend's birthday a few days ago. She is also a friend's stan, and I gave a Spotify code plaque thing to her with your podcast. <gasps> With your podcast code on it, stop it. Stop it. You did not do that. Oh, my gosh. I am stunned. That is so sweet. I'm so grateful. That is so sweet. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what to say to that. I feel so honored. Like I want to frame this message and put it somewhere. Uh, she also sent like a picture of like what an example would be like. Um, it's like an acrylic where they put like a, an image of like a song or an artist or something. And then there's a Spotify code that you scan with your Spotify. Oh, my gosh. Thank that you is, so much. Oh, I'm going to. That's amazing. I know. I, I'm I'm so happy. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. Wow. I want to end on that one, but I do have one more. Um. This is our new friend, Anna. She reached out to us as well. She said, hey, you guys, I just wanted to tell you how great your podcast is. I've just recently started watching the show and I've almost finished it twice. But listening to your podcast is like rewatching it a third time. And it always cheers me up after a stressful day. Also, I'm from Germany. So listening to you guys helps me to improve my English skills. I guess I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, honestly, your English is incredible on here. I love it. Um, and thank you so much. Um, we, we appreciate that. Thank you for being a new friend and a new fan. And I'm glad that it's bringing you back in into the fold of listening to it again, at least. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Oh, I feel so encouraged after this one. This was that was a really fun social media spotlight. It was. It was good. Um, do you have a recommend to a friend this this week? Um, I don't know. I mean. I don't really know that it's a recommend. I just, when we were talking about social media spotlights, I guess it's kind of a spotlight on somebody slash recommend. So I was mm. hanging out with a friend the other day um, here and we're like a date. No, with the okay. girl. Um, we're oh. coworkers slash friends. Um, weird dynamic, whatever. So we were hanging out. And I don't even know how it came up. Oh, I think I was telling her about New York because we hadn't really hung out since we went to New York. Um, and I was oh, okay. telling her all about that. And I mentioned that we went to the Friends Experience. And 
I've known this girl for like over a year now. Like she was one of the first friends I made down here. And somehow this podcast and not that I talk to people on a regular about our podcast, um, but enough people down here know about it that like I just assume every one of my friends knows about it by this point. <laughs> so okay. I was like talking about like the friends experience and I was like, yeah, like we went. Um, it's a friend that does the podcast with me all this, whatever. And then she looks at me and she's like, you have a podcast on friends. I was like, yeah. She's like, I didn't even realize you liked the show friends. And I'm like, what? Um, so I told her like, yes, obviously I do. And I didn't even tell her what it was called. Um, but just mentioned that I had it. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. So I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Um, cause she'll know as soon as she listens to this, cause she's currently listening. She's like halfway through season one. I have did you have to talk greatly. to her about yeah <laughs> she literally texted me You're like just make it through just make it through she texted me a picture of it that night that she had just got done listening to the first episode and i was like i apologize Dang. for your ears um yes. i swear yes. you swear to you it gets better it changes a lot throughout the years just give it time she's like no i already love it like no big deal i was like okay cool cool, cool. just remember you said that um yeah <laughs> but yeah. i think what i want my recommend to be is I, I'm just realizing that like it's not because I feel like at first I was not ashamed that we were doing a podcast, but I was like not super proud of it maybe because like neither one of us know what we're doing. I still don't think I know what I'm doing um, half the time. Yeah. But like Same. so like we never really talked about it at first, but the more people that I've mentioned it to or I don't know, like even just in talking with her about it, like like it's okay to... I don't know how to say this, like toot your own horn, I guess, every Mm. now and then, you know, like it's okay Okay. to, I don't want to say be selfish because we don't really want to be selfish, but in, in a way of like, if you're excited about something and if you're putting the time and the effort into something, like for example, us in this podcast, like it's okay to tell people about it. It's okay to, you know, be proud of it, even though you don't know what you're doing half the time. And, um, she just helped me realize that like even though I don't half the time feel like I'm doing that great of a job on here like there are obviously people we're impacting through this and so I feel like it's something we should be proud of and we should be um okay in talking about it but not like always have to feel cringy when we talk about it you know so I don't really know what that recommend means maybe if anybody listening is just like kind of been holding on to something but they like want to share it but they're not sure like how people are going to receive it like maybe this is your mm. okay to like do that um your voice matters your yeah like opinions. be your own cheerleader yeah ex- that's yeah. a perfect way to say it be your own cheerleader and i guarantee I you have people in your life that would rally behind you even if you don't know that right now so there you go You're i recommend so being your own Lauren. cheerleader i try I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, my recommend to a friend today is comes from Kirsty Hodgkinson, who reached out to us a while back, and I told her that I would save it. And since yours is kind of friends-ish related, even though it's like personally, like, yes, toot your own horn, be your own cheerleader, um, her recommend to a friend was um, to get the DVD version of Friends, um, because the episodes are usually the longer versions. And also there are audio commentaries, which give insight into the different episodes. Um, You know, you know, Llewellyn, what I have thought about 
now that uh, Christy has brought it to everyone's attention. That's one thing that I don't listen to is I don't listen to the audio commentary to get like any more additional insights like from direct sources. And I should probably start doing that to bring to the episodes. Like if there's any like additional facts that like, you know, are different like unique stories about certain scenes or something like I should definitely bring that. But, you know, in the cases that I don't or you don't or whatever, Kirsty is recommending that if you get the DVD versions, you get the longer version of the episode and the audio, audio commentaries for yourself. So nice. um, enhance your own experience as well for watching Friends if you're doing it you know, with us through it again. So thanks. Thanks, Kirsty, for our recommend to a friend this week. Appreciate you. Yes. We appreciate all our friends. Yes. Um, Okay. Well, it's been a good episode. That scene. Well, gosh, I need to just watch it again. It was so funny. Um, Okay. Well, next week we're going to cover the one with Joey's Portia. Wow. Two back to back episodes about Joey. Really? I know. That's kind of unique. I mean, we've had so many back-to-backs of Ross, so I think the other friends are well-due. Well-due in time, you know? And, like, with, like, the Monica story, like, Monica and Chandler storylines, too, being yeah. pretty heavy of them, like, getting together. Like, we're settling into them being, like, in a relationship together. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, okay. we'll stop talking. So, and <laughs> see you guys next week on the One of the Friends podcast. <laughs> <laughs>